guys. This is Joy. And this is Claire. Hi. And Megan is joining her first episode recording. Hi, Megan. Oh, hey, Megan. We got we got a, a, some last minute takers. We decided to record today. Claire's traveling. So welcome to our chat friends. Welcome listeners. Ruth's first time in here in Kansas City. I know I've been jet setting. Jet setting is a strong yeah. what I've been doing. I job job what? Jet setting. Oh, I thought you said job something, and I was like, no. mm, you're jet setting. Okay. Jet setting. I have been, it's right now we're recording, it's Monday, and I've been gone. I left Thursday morning, and I don't get back till Wednesday afternoon. Mira's here. Hi, Mira. You know, we're just naming people in the chat. If you guys ever are around, we do these chats at the most random times sometimes. We make it work. I was in Sedona for three and a half days at another Isn't mountain biking festival. Beautiful? It's gorgeous. Isn't Sedona gorgeous? I went to a vortex. I love it. And oh my gosh, you're gonna <laughs> laugh. So I got there, and so I, I got there on Thursday afternoon, Thursday evening, and the majority of the people who I was who I was there with, I got there on Wednesday night to set up because they had to set up on Thursday, and I kind of told them like, hey, I can, I can come to this event, but I got to take my kids to school Thursday morning, and then I'll like get a flight in the afternoon. So they had already been there. And I got there and they were like, okay, well, we want to go get like an aura photo and we want to go like to this healing vortex. And Claire, we waited for you because we just knew that you would be so disappointed if we did that stuff without you. And I was like, mm, you really read the situation incorrectly. But remember, you're, maybe they assume because you're just like the bolt, you grew up in Boulder, like she's got to love this stuff. I think they were more coming at it from an angle of like Claire always, always like up for stuff. Like she's like anytime we're like, gonna okay. go do something like Claire wants to okay. do. But they were like, Claire, what do you mean you're not woo? Like, you're like a woo-woo person. And I was like, I am really not a woo-woo person. And they were like, you're not? Yes, you are. And then I was, like, making comments. Like, so we ended up going on this hike to this vortex. I don't know. It's basically just, like, a rock. It was just a rock. It's it's supposed to be super energetic areas. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And we went to the Bell Rock area. Uh-huh. Yeah. And we were trying to hike and find this vortex. By the time we got there, it was dark. Like, dark, dark. <laughs> and so we're hiking around on this slick rock in the actual dark and some and but the stars were amazing you could see all the stars and someone was like yeah do you think that's mars and i was like oh i think it actually might be venus because like this is you know kind of sort of like this is like maybe where mars would more be and that's maybe where venus more be and they're like see claire you're woo woo and i was like just because i know the difference between venus little- and mars <laughs> A little bit of astrology, yeah. not astrology. Yeah, Astro- yeah, astro- 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 astronomy, like- astronomy, <laughs> not astrology. See, this is where my brain goes. Yeah. Like astrology, but the slide rock is there. Did they tell you about slide rock? No. Oh, it's so fun. So, slide rock is legit a water slide that's built into the mountain, into the rock. Oh, fun. No, it probably wasn't hot enough for us to, like, we were working kind of the whole time. We just went on the Of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it's probably, yeah, it's, uh, I just love slide rock because it's, so it's like, basically, however the rock is formed, the water is like flowing down. You could lay in it and just slide down the rock and it's so fun. We went there a bunch as kids. That sounds so fun. I mean, it was gorgeous. I'd never been to Sedona. I'd never even like been in that area. I'd never been to Flagstaff, anything like that. It's so gorgeous. I mean, it feels like you're on like a movie set. There were, they were doing prescribed burns in the area. And so that's why my voice is like a little bit raspy because I was breathing a lot of smoke. Because of that, the way the air was like a little bit, like the visibility was just like adjusted ever so slightly to the point where it really felt like you were looking at like a cardboard backdrop (laughs) or it was like, the smoke kind of messed with the depth perception. So it really just made it look like a painted like background that somebody had put up. It was so gorgeous. We went, it was the same festival as the one we did in Fruta, like whatever that was six weeks ago, but just a different location. And I got to mountain bike again, which was super fun. 
and I went out with um, an athlete named Alex Showerman, and she is literally a professional mountain biker, and like a sponsored mountain biker. We were we were going out, and in Sedona, there's really no beginner mountain biking. It just goes from zero to 60 immediately. And so where we went was literally like a road. Like you could have driven a car on this where we went mountain biking. And then there's one little section kind of some single track that we did. But Mm -hmm. I had a good conversation with her as we were biking of like, because I kept saying like, you know, if you want to go ahead, like go ahead and I'll just catch up. And she kept being like, Claire, it's fine. Like it was just very much kind of what we talked about a couple weeks ago where it was like, your friends know what they're getting into taking you out. And finally at one point she was like, stop saying this. I know if I wanted to go hard, I wouldn't have come. I know, like, I know what this trail is. I understand the assignment when I'm taking someone out who's only been out twice before in their life. I'm just here to have fun. This is a warm up, you know, or like it's like hot out, you know, I'm not trying to go hard here. Stop telling me to like go ahead or like asking if, you know, telling me, I, like, I know I can handle myself. Yeah. So she kind of gave me like a little bit of a come to Jesus. <laughs> she was like, stop saying that. And and then afterwards, she was like, you got to get that out of your head. And I was like, you know, kind of gave her a little spiel. I was like, well, you know, I'm like, I'm from Boulder. Everything's very competitive. Like you're, you're up around all these like crazy athletes. And and she was like, yeah, you got to get that out of your head because. Yeah. Like we're just here to have a good time. We're just here to have yeah. fun. So that was like a good, it, especially from somebody who like, she's literally a sponsored, like, prof, you know, semi-professional mountain bike athlete, mountain biker. For them, for her to be like, stop doing that. You're you're yeah. doing great. It's hard not to though, because you're just kind of like, oh my gosh, what are they thinking? It would be like, yeah, I would have the same reaction. Just go ahead without yeah, me. I'll like, stay back here. Yeah, like I know. I'm just I'm, happy to be. Here. I know where I'm going. I'm just thinking, grateful to be nominated. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it was super fun. Um, yeah, I had such a good time again. And the the festival. If anybody who's listening is a mountain biker and has a chance to go to the Rome Festival next year. It's they're only doing one location in Fruta. It's like the third weekend of September, I want to say. It's so fun to be around a, like this big group of women who are so good at mountain biking. I mean, a lot of them like these are women who are riding the most difficult trails, but they're not there to like prove anything. Like they're you know, it's like the vibe is so mellow and it's just so fun when you're around a group of people who just don't take themselves so seriously. And it's just like, you know, I don't know. I think that we often forget that people who are high performing in a sport, it doesn't always necessarily mean that they're like so hardcore. Like they, they just want to like go out and have fun with their friends. Right. Yeah. Exactly. They're just real people like us. They're just like yeah. us. Yeah. Mountain bikers. They're just like us. <laughs> in fact, they're probably relieved that they're like, oh, I don't have to turn it on for this person. Totally. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like I can just like do whatever I want. Yeah. So it was super fun. And, um, and now I'm in Kansas city at a trade show. So it's Monday. I'm going to be here till Wednesday and then I'll get to go home and see my family. Are you so tired already? I'm so tired. You can probably kind of tell my brain. Traveling. Rambling. Yeah. Traveling really takes it out of you. You made a Mean Girls reference earlier, and everyone, thank you so much for sending us the Walmart commercial. We have seen it. It's great. Walmart is doing great things, bigger and better things. At least I thought that was cute. I, don't know if I mean, how did they get? How did? How? Yeah, I know. I was going to say, Walmart I'm like, has a huge no. budget. I mean, think so about just it. Just money. Yeah, yeah they money. Just, they pay. Money changes everything. That was a. Nope, that was Cindy Lauper's song. Money changes everything. And we're, we were texting earlier this week about how weird it is that like when you are a rich person and then all of a sudden you just have famous friends because you're rich. Yeah, I was talking to Scott about this earlier. For some reason, there was something that we were talking about related to money. And he's just like, more money, more problems. I'm like, is that not the truth? They really nailed it when they made that song. But money, that would be... Hmm, 
I don't want to go off on a tangent, but I'm just like, I want to say like, that would just be so weird if you're just like loaded that you just don't know who your, who your real friends are. <laughs> you know? Like, I think that's true. Like you kind of have to have, if you're super loaded, you want friends who are like celebrities and are also super loaded because then they, you know that they're like not in it just to like yeah. sell you. Yeah. I don't know. How do we get on this topic? What were we just I don't know. About? We were talking about <laughs> mean, mean, we girls. went to Mean Girls and then Walmart and being I don't know how we went. Working. Yeah. Being yeah. tired and traveling and. I don't know. I've basically been like in a booth because like when we go to this festival, yeah, I do like one bike ride, but I'm basically, you're a vendor. And so I was in a booth for three days and now I'm at a trade show in a booth for three days. And being in a booth is a lot. You are really, you're just on the whole time. I was going to say that's a lot of energy to just like your brain is constantly. Yeah. In Sedona, engaged. We'd be, we'd get there at like seven thirty, get set up, and we'd be, we wouldn't leave till like nine o'clock at night. So anyway, after this, I don't really have any travel again until this is our really busy season because it's like coming up on winter. We're trying, you know, we're really trying to. The busy season for me is ski season. Always has been, no matter what kind of job I've had. But then my next travel after this is for work I don't know like I don't have another travel booked for work which is nice but I am going to Costa Rica in January which should be fun that's right with your family yeah so we're going to Nosara if anybody's been there send me your ex um we're going with my brother and uh, some, some of his friends my oldest brother and some of his friends so we're gonna we haven't ever taken the kids on like a vacation vacation like that we've only ever taken them really to go visit Brandon's family like anytime we've traveled with the kids it's really just been to see Brandon's family right so and I granted like this is still a family vacation we'll be with my brother but it's the first time we've taken them out of the country it's our first like big family vacation that we've ever done so it'll be fun. that's something to look forward to in January <laughs> yeah we're leaving the December 30th so it'll be like get through Christmas go to the yeah beach. It's nice to go somewhere warm when you're in Colorado that time of year because I'm I'm going to Arizona early December and I'm so looking forward to it because I'm like, it's going to be really cold. Go get some relief in the sunshine where they'll be like, oh, it's 89 degrees today. It's so cold. Anyway. Yeah. When I landed in Phoenix and it was 100 degrees, I was like, mm, absolutely not. <laughs> I, don't, I can't handle 100 in November. That's that's it was nice in Sedona, I bet. It was so nice. It was like in the yeah. 70s. And, yeah, it was really nice. But Phoenix, yeah. not so much. So you got to go to Oceanside last week, dropped Chrissy off. Give us a little update. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chrissy was the prison pup that I was watching. And I watched her in September. She had a little furlough from her prison training program. As you guys probably know, some of the Canine Companions dogs are trained in a prison raising program, which I think is just amazing because... The inmates really enjoy it. They get a lot out of it. And um, Chrissy's an amazing dog. So I watched her a little bit in September, took her back to the prison. And then I volunteered to fly her to Oceanside because the puppy raisers, the people who raised her until about five months weren't able to do it. So I quickly raised my hand to sign up because I love Chrissy. She's an exceptional dog. And um, yeah, it was really, it was really funny because, you know, I was traveling with a group of people. I was traveling with my friend Emily, who was turning in her first pup delta again shout out to emily she is a co- may i remind you she's a college student who's president of the canine companions color scholars club for csu and she's raising delta who she turned in this past week and she was like overlapping with another puppy that she got a few months ago and so she was essentially raising two dogs at the same time and she's in college and i'm like how how do I could barely take care of myself when I was in college. Yeah, I, I don't understand. Make it pass, let alone do literally. So anything. shout out to Emily. You're the best. You impress me. She's like, she's only 19. She's like, I just, 
She's incredible. So I was hanging out with her, Susan, who's on the board, and she's one of our amazing um, friends, and then uh, another friend, Kim, who's puppy raising. So we all kind of like went together. I was turning in Chrissy, Emily was turning in Delta, but it was nice because we had like a little pack together that we were able to support one another because it's turn in is really emotional. And so the morning of turn in, I, I was like, oh, it's going to be fine. You know, it's not going to be Chrissy wasn't really like ours. So it was it's easier. It's an easier turn in. But the morning of turn in, I just completely lost it. And I was just so emotional that morning. And I think it's just because it was going through the exact motions of what it felt like turning in cadet and what it felt like turning in Joe. So like all those emotions kind of came flooding back. She's just such when I say she's an exceptional dog, all of these dogs are amazing. But she is everyone, everyone on our trip was like, she's perfect. I'm like, she is a perfect dog. She is 1000% perfect. Like there's when I turned her into the trainer, you know, you give them to the trainer and you kind of like talk about your dog. And I was like, the trainer's name is Annika. And I was like, Annika, I don't mean to be this person because I know all of these dogs are amazing, but Chrissy is amazing. And she's like, Ooh, tell- no notes. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I have no notes for her. I have like no, I have nothing negative to say about her. She has been perfect. She will do everything that you tell her to. She walks perfectly on the leash. She doesn't go anywhere if you put her in a sit stay. Like she's just perfect. Like when we were at the terminal, I was like, I'm going to run to the bathroom and we we're all sitting in like a group with the dogs together. I'm like, oh, do you want me to hold her? I'm like, she's not going to go anywhere. I just like put the leash down and then, <laughs> I'm like, she won't go anywhere. She's like a perfect dog. So anyway, um, so it was really emotional turning her in because we just completely fell in love with her. She's going to do amazing things. She's just a love. And so I felt really lucky to do that. Um, But it was a weird deja vu of going to Oceanside when we were just there in August. Um, But it's always great to see people in graduation always makes everyone cry. And we just had a nice time supporting one another. And Oceanside's beautiful. Just it's a nice place to go. So I'm really lucky that like, we're always going to be turning in an Oceanside because it's just a nice place to be. Yeah, my, my mom used to live in Oceanside. It was so fun. We used to. That's right. I totally remember yeah. that. If I could, if I had a mil, bajillion, million, gazillion dollars, one of the houses that I would have would be in Encinitas, which I know is not Oceanside, but very, I love like that northern San Diego area. Yeah. It's so nice. Mm-hmm. It's so funny because we were driving from the airport. We're all together and we had, we rented a car and car rental places do not like dog hair in their cars. And so we had like three sheets spread out throughout the car so the dog hair wouldn't get on it. We were pulling up to do all these donut and coffee stops because Kim used to live in that area. One of the people we were with, and she's like, we got to go to Phil's. We got to go to this place. We got to go to this place. We had all these like donut and coffee stops on the way there. And I was like, may I remind you guys, California parking lots are a night, literal nightmare. Have you ever, have you been in one recently? Like any California parking lot is a nightmare. <laughs> like just preparing you mentally. If people don't know what I'm talking about, it's like, you literally pull into the parking lot and you're just like, stop and go. Well, because everywhere you go is so busy. Everywhere like, you go is so Imagine like the busiest busy. parking lot in wherever town you're in, but it's every yeah. parking lot. Imagine the Costco parking lot right. or any busy grocery store parking lot on Thanksgiving Day yeah. or the day before Thanksgiving. Totally. That is California every single day. Alicia says, <laughs> I live in California and can attest to this. And it could be like eight in the morning and you're trying to go to like Kinko's. And you're like, why is everyone trying to go to Kinko's? It's bonanzas it's so crazy and so but we were driving around and i was like oh i love all the shopping centers and i saw sephora like on every corner and i was like "Mm, that might make up for all the traffic here but so chrissy is moving on i will 
get updates probably in about a month. See how she's doing. I plan to so write you're gonna, a you're note. You're going to be on the... Yeah, I can get the updates um, on how she's doing. I, I called her thick and juicy because she was she was a little overweight from the prison. And so I was like, thick and juicy, thick and juicy. I called her thick and juicy because she just, when you held on to her too, she was like juicy, you know? She was like plump. And so you I told the trainer... Like, oh, just a real little preview there of Joy's dog voice. <laughs> I told the trainer, I go, I call her thick and juicy. I'm like, I promise I did not get her this overweight because as you guys probably know, Canine Companions is really, really strict on the dog's weight can cause a whole host of health problems if your dog is overweight and not to mention these dogs are professionals so they have to look like Perform. olympic athletes they have to be in sport mode they have to be in sport mode so the trainer said something about her weight and i was like it wasn't me it was a prison i didn't do this and she's like i know i'm like but you have to call her thick and juicy and she was like oh my gosh i'm gonna write that down i'm like it's t-h-i-c-c you have to do two c's, c's it's not yeah 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 okay <laughs> she yeah, started yeah. laughing <laughs> Write it down. Spell it correctly. You pronounce thick it differently with two C's. Exactly. It's like a different mindset when yeah. it's thick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just need to make sure you understand. Oh, it's crazy, a, crazy. She's C. just the best. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So. Um. All right. Well, we asked everybody for some questions. We got a few. I think we can start with this one, which is cute and very quick. What is your favorite and least favorite? household chore you love house cleaning i love house cleaning i hate cleaning the bathrooms that's the one thing i'll do it yeah i do a wipe down i do a good wipe down of mirrors and sinks i cannot stand like getting into the showers and like scrubbing yeah like like grout yeah like grout or like around the toilets i have to like really get into a mindset of doing it. But all of the other chores sign me up. I'm like, uh, I mean, I'll leave dusting. Uh, it's kind of annoying because things get so dusty so fast here. But yeah, bathrooms, not so much. My least favorite chore is I hate taking out the trash. Megan in the chat says she hates taking out the trash. Same. Wait, why? I don't taking know. Taking out the trash it is... It just feels like it doesn't go with the groove of everything else. Like it's like a whole thing. <laughs> You have to like go outside. I like how everyone's. I like how everyone yeah, um, is in weighing in on that. Tell us, Mira doesn't like doing the dishwash, the dishes. Carol doesn't like emptying the dishwasher. Katie, <gasps> oh, Katie says my apartment complex has valet trash service. We used to live in an apartment like that. Basically, what you would do is every night or like two or three times a week, you would leave your trash outside the door, and then they would come through and collect it. Um, Mira, the trash is so easy. You just go outside. <laughs> That's what I don't understand. I don't I'm like, just like I, I'm kind of weird about trash though, because like oh, I'm weird. This this is getting into too much of my brain space. But like, <laughs> I like to when I take out the trash, I like to empty out all the trash. Yeah. I go around the house and I like make sure all the trash bins are empty. Yeah, I don't know. I know. I like maybe that's why I don't like it. It's just like it feels like it's a big chore disguised as a small chore. <laughs> Um, Mira says, I hate, Sneaky. Re- Mira does say, I hate replacing the bags, question mark. Like you take the trash out, but then you don't put the new trash yeah. bag back in. That's fair. Um, Carol says, I don't mind the trash, but I do want acknowledgement for doing it. So that's also valid. Carol, I'm validating you. Good job for taking out the trash. Good job, Carol. But um, what if you're extra and you put extra bags in the trash? So then they're like just right the there bottom. when... Yeah, I can't I do that. Do I mean, that. I'm thinking like our main our main trash can in the kitchen. It gets gross. Like I don't think I, I know. I get good. grossed out too. Yeah, I can't touch it. I'm like I don't know. It just I'm, grosses I'm trying me to out. think what my like very least favorite thing to do. I really hate folding laundry. I just feel like it just never ends. I don't really like like baseboards, like stuff that I feel like is really tedious, but is like doesn't make a big difference. 
And I just not, it's not gratifying to be like, oh, cool. Now my baseboards that are like scuffed up anyway, because my kids are like constantly playing, like our baseboard, yeah. like the paint is scuffed because the kids are like running remote control running cars into it or whatever. Toys. And yeah. so like I clean the baseboards and I'm like, well, that doesn't look any different. And I just lost an hour of my life that I'm never going to get back. So that my You're like, the dirt was actually probably masking yeah. all the scuffs. <laughs> At least then I could just pretend they were dirty and not just like really in bad shape. So yeah, I don't like any of those. My favorite household chore, um, this is more of like a sporadic thing, but I love shoveling snow. I love, like, I love shoveling the driveway. I love shoveling the I do the too. Mm-hmm. It's very gratifying. It's like instant. It's gratifying. It's, you can see the results right away. Yeah. It just you get your blood pumping a little bit in the morning. And I, I actually do really don't that. mind cleaning the bathroom because I think it is the most big for my buck, especially with little kids and especially with like a little boy in the house. The bathrooms get pretty gross pretty quick especially the toilets like there's just a lot of pee involved everywhere so i probably clean the i do like a full clean of all the bathrooms in our house once a week but i probably clean the main toilets in our house like two or three times a week so do i even though there's only two of us i'm like weird about it i'm like just can't so yeah but it's so satisfying those little things you told me about just drop it it's like an alka-seltzer for your toilet bowl it is (laughs) yeah (laughs) what is everybody's in the chat, tell us what your favorite uh, chore is. Petra says, it's a good workout too. The, the snow shoveling, it really is. I'm trying to think if there's another chore. I, I like kind of anything, like, like like vacuuming, like Swiffering. I love vacuuming. Yeah. I vacuum at least once a day because of all the wow. dog hair. Yeah. But I have one of those Dyson really yeah. quick ones. Mm-hmm. There's not much to it. I just pick it up and run it. It's cordless. It's not, there's not a lot of it. Yeah. But I love vacuuming because I love seeing all the dog hair I pick we up. We still have the the Dyson that you gave us. We like inherited your old, the, your hand-me-down Dyson years what? ago. The big, like really? the, the plug-in. Is it an upright? Yeah, the plug-in yeah, yeah, yeah. upright Dyson when you guys switched all your, your floors over to. I remember um, that. Yeah, yep. we, we still, we, that, that's our main vacuum. We still use it. It's a, vacuum. it's a great vacuum. It's Thank, a great vacuum. Thanks for that. You, we but also Scott, still use your grill. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's great. That's like six years ago. Great. Long time ago when we pro- replaced ours, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. A pro tip: be friends with Joy. She gives, she hands down really nice stuff. <laughs> uh, let's see some favorite chores in the chat: washing sheets. Mm, I don't love that, but I do love getting into clean sheets a lot. So yeah, I get really oh man, everything I get weird about washing sheets. I like double wash them because I'm like weird about getting them really clean. Oh, funny, I really <laughs> probably should worry more about the state of my sheets than I do. Megan loves wiping down counters and vacuuming. Mira says, I'd be fine never doing another chore again in my life. Hot take, Mira. I agree with you. <laughs> yeah. Petra likes mm-hmm. to iron when she's watching TV. Molly likes feeding the animals. And Mira loves clean sheets and pajamas. Ruth loves mopping. I feel like either something that you can do while you're like disassociating, like watching TV, or something that's like you're so in the moment, like vacuuming or mopping. Those are the main ones. Okay. Let's move on from house cleaning. Okay. <laughs> I remember weighing in. This is a quick one. Somebody's asking about your happy light that you use. We have it linked in our Amazon, right? Yeah, it's called the Verilux. Uh, actually, I don't. It is on Amazon. So V E R I L U X is the brand. Yeah, we'll make sure that it's added to our Amazon storefront so that you can go if you're in our if you're on our Instagram in our link tree thing. There's like an Amazon store. If you are not on Instagram and you're well, you are on it. The person who asked this question is on Instagram because they asked the question on Instagram. So <laughs> go to our Instagram. We will we will send that over. Yes. Okay, we have a, a real, this is not a product out of placement, but it's going to turn into one because somebody literally asked, do you both wash your hair every day now? I'm not sold, but I listened to that episode. So yes. What a great, what a great, what a great transition. Segue because what a great segue. We're going to answer that question and also tell you guys 
take a quick little break for to tell you guys more about Acton Acre. So if you guys don't know what we're talking about, this person is referring to the Acton Acre, the episode we did with Acton Acre founder Helen Reavy. She is a trichologist which is a basically like a dermatologist for your scalp. And her big thesis statement, one of a few, was that we really do need to be washing our hair every single day. And in fact, you should be double shampooing if you can. Mm -hmm. Double cleansing, what? I know. This is, I really do feel like I have gotten so into hair washing. Maybe this is a phase, maybe I'll grow out of it in a couple of months. But I even brought, I because I've been gone for so long, I packed, I checked a bag. So I packed my full-size shampoo and conditioner. Oh, I was going to ask if you did, yes. because when I traveled, I, it was such a short trip that I didn't check a bag, and I was so mad, because I was like, I couldn't take my Acton Acre. Yeah. yeah. And not only that, but I like told everyone I was staying with in the Airbnb in Sedona, like, use my shampoo. You're going to love it. I do truly love it so much. It like has a subtle, kind of fancy yes. smell. Oh, the smell is so... It, it feels like a woods, a light, woodsy, botanical smell. It's it's yes. pleasant. It's very it's pleasant. Very it's pleasant. not overwhelming. It's not like super scented, but it, it just smells like luxurious. Um, so I have been using the stem cell shampoo, which if you guys are going to start with a product, I would really start with that one. It's really Agreed. affordable, you guys. Like it's, it's really affordable. It's under $40 and you, with our discount. You don't need a lot. You don't it's need a like, lot. It's like, don't just squeeze it out. And it comes with a pump so yeah. you can like control the amount. Yep. So if you're looking for something to start with, start with that because it really like gets to, you know, you're going to put it directly on your scalp. It's going to feel good. If you deal with itchy scalp, um, the cooling, like the scalp serum, the stem cell scalp serum is probably what you're going to want to want to try. And especially as like we're getting into winter and like things may be getting a little bit more itchy. The answer is yes to this person's question. We really are using the Acton Acre products. We really are both washing our hair every single day. And especially if you're working out a ton, it's so important to remove the sweat and buildup on the scalp in order to keep the best environment for healthy hair growth and avoid any scalp conditions. And that's especially when you're gonna wanna do the double cleanse because the first cleanse just gets rid of like the gunk and then the second cleanse, you're actually washing your scalp. So you probably know your skin type, but do you know your scalp type? Like for example, if you have an oily face, you probably have oily roots. I have dry skin, which means I also have a dry scalp. You can go on the Actonaker website and take their two minute scalp quiz to find out what type of scalp you have and which products will work best for you. You'll get a personalized report with recommendations on how to take care of your scalp. And seriously, check out their stem cell collection. It's all brand new. They just launched it. They were created to support fuller and thicker hair. And it was really created in reaction to the best-selling stem cell scalp serum, which is what we were just talking about. And the scalp serum has sold over 50,000 bottles since its launch and has over 500 five-star reviews. So go to actinacre.com, use discount code JOY20, and let us know what you think. I have to put a little disclaimer in here as far as someone asking if we wash our hair every day. Yes, because of that episode, because of meeting Helen and then the Actin Acre products, we always say like, hey, we only work with people that we really like and the products we really love. This is a product that I'm not joking. I'm not like just saying it because they're a sponsor that I really love their, I love that stem cell shampoo. I got it last week and I started using it. And the second I used it, your hair like is so clean. You can just feel like the volume when you're in the shower. You're your hair is like this huge ball of volume. And then I use the hair mask afterwards to kind of put some moisture back in because one of the reviews, here's the thing, Dono is like, I was on the Sephora because I know they're sell being sold in Sephora and someone wrote this like horrible review that was like, it made my hair so dry. I'm like, because your hair is clean. Your hair is actually clean 
after using the shampoo. So you do have to put... If you're used to being oily, then it will feel dry. Yeah. And then I had to put like, I put a little bit of the hair mask in and then it's like, my hair is so healthy right now. So try out their products. The quiz is really helpful because it does kind of like zone in, hone in on what exactly you would need. But yes, I wash my hair every day with Actinacre products and I use like their serums and their scalp serums. And I really believe that they're doing amazing things for our hair. All right. That was a really long answer slash like answer. It was a little bit of product placement, but... We love them. We love them. Favorite Thanksgiving side dish and dessert. This person says, I know it's early, but I'm excited because food, which same. Rachel asked this question. I agree, Rachel. My favorite Thanksgiving side dish is probably mashed potatoes and gravy or scalloped potatoes. Pretty much a potato. If you're going to give me a potato, I also, and I really love gravy. Stuffing is good. Mm -hmm. Nira says stuffing. I don't know. I feel like stuffing can be, like, it's really hard to mess up potatoes. I feel like stuffing, though, is like, Bad stuffing is really bad. I love stuffing. Really? I love, I'm any, just like a vehicle of bread for everything. Love stuffing. I just saw a recipe and I sent it to my mom. I was like, you think we can make these for Thanksgiving on New York Times cooking? It was these lemon and cranberry bars. That oh looked yeah, I love a lemon bar. So good. So good. Um, there are some contentious opinions about stuffing in the chat. Mira says stuffing. Sarah says stuffing sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Hey! Brussels hey. sprouts braised in cream, says Carol. I do love a good green bean casserole. My favorite dessert definitely has to be pumpkin pie. I love classic pumpkin pie. And then my stepmom sometimes will make pumpkin pie cheesecake, and that's really good. I mean, you guys know me. I just love pie so much. It's hard to go wrong. I love, like, crispy, a nice little, like, flaky pie crust. Joy, simply good coffee maker. Worth it? Thinking of getting it for a Christmas gift. Yes. I mean, we've had no issues with it so far. It does the job. I believe I haven't compared and contrasted with the really expensive version that everyone was saying to get whatever. I can't remember what it was, but so far it's really great. I think it's a really good price point and it's a pretty basic coffee maker that I think does a really good job. Really easy to clean too. Okay. There you have it. Um, Speaking of gift options, should we have Scott back on? I was just going to say that we have to do a preparation so he could do an episode maybe the end of this month. Um, mm-hmm. But he really does love Black Friday deals. So maybe we can try mm-hmm. to get him before Black Friday. He should just do like an Instagram, like it would get him on like a Instagram live or something or like mm-hmm. a, a reel of being like, here's what Scott is going to buy. True. Even if it's not like for, because last year we had people write in with their like difficult to gift for people. And he kind of did like a yeah. Q&A. Yeah. But maybe he could start out with a, okay, these are the things that Scott has his eye on for Black Friday that he's gifting other people. Right, right. That would be cute. Let's do that. And if you guys want a partner, you've just Scott giving gift recommendations guide again, let us know because that was very popular last year. He loved it. He loved doing it and he felt really special. It was kind (laughs) of cute. This person says, I have a big life change coming up, graduation and my first job. Tips on how to approach it. I think my biggest tip would be to keep your expectations realistic on what you are expecting to get out of those things. Like I remember graduating and it was like supposed to be this big transformational moment and you're entering the world and you're gonna be like, you're gonna do such amazing things. And like, and then you kind of get into the workforce or whatever and you're like, oh, this kind of feels like a little bit of a dud. Like just be ready for it to kind of take longer than you think to feel like you're, you know, making a difference. And also don't be afraid to get in there. I think as a quote unquote newbie, when when you have a new job, you're always kind of like hanging in the back and maybe afraid to dive into things. Don't be afraid of that. And second piece of advice is adults 
don't act like adults all the time. That was my biggest disappointment when I started the real world in my job. I was like, no, oh, I'm, you know, you sad. Hear people, like, people are really immature. Yeah. And also, like, you hear people say, like, oh, you know, everyone's just faking it till they make it. This is literally true to, up to the CEO level. Don't believe that, like, once you get to a point or if you're talking to someone, I mean, don't get me wrong. If other people have a lot more experience than you, then yes, they are going to have insights. They are going to have of more. Of course. You know, but there not a single person out there all the way up to the CEO of the company that you work for and all the way up to the president, you know, all the way up to everybody. No one has, there's no point you get to where you like unlock this level of insights that's like only available to you as a senior director. Like, right. It just doesn't happen. I was recently reading somewhere. I can't remember where I read it or maybe it was on a podcast, but someone said something like the whole imposter syndrome thing is kind of silly because they're like, we're, we should all have imposter syndrome. Like we all, don't know what they were doing. So the whole thing of like, I have imposter syndrome. It's like, join the club. We all should be imposters because we should not be like perfect and advanced at what we're doing. Yeah, right. We should we should not be just walking out in the world being like, I know exactly what I'm doing. Like, yeah. Confidence yeah. is important. I think the other thing, the other two things I would say is number one, try to find a mentor that could be like your mom's friend or somebody, yeah. but like try to find somebody who's older than you and can objectively help you navigate the onslaught of decisions that you are going to have to make. But number two is, just keep in mind that there, and we've talked about this on the podcast before, very, 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 very few choices in your life are permanent. Don't be afraid to try new things because you're afraid that it's like not in the plan that you had. So, you know, don't talk your, don't talk yourself out of something just because it's not exactly what you envisioned. Like let yourself go down some, some bunny trails. Don't feel like, okay, well, if you make this decision now at, you know, I don't know how old this person is, but don't feel like, oh, if you make this decision now, then you're stuck with it forever. Right. Exactly. You're just continuing to grow to figure out what it is that you like. And then as far as developing relationships with a mentor, really develop a relationship. I'm not a fan of like the whole, can I pick your brain mentality? It's like, no, develop some really good relationships with people so that you know that their mentorship is really valuable or at least genuine. And um, this person also asked, what is the your best stress management tip that's not just relax? <laughs> well, for me, stress management doesn't mean relax all the time. So we've talked about this a little bit before, I think is like, some people, when they're like stressed out, the last thing you want to do is try to take some deep breaths. If you're like, I'm just, you're on one, you're on opposite sides of the spectrum from relaxation, stress and relaxation are way too far. They're miles and miles apart. So sometimes that relaxation means you kind of need to get the energy out of your body. Sometimes it means hanging out with friends. Sometimes it means connecting. Sometimes it means listening to a meditation for it just depends on like kind of what your vibe is, or listening to music, but it kind of depends too on like stress management overall, like a daily thing. I don't know, I think like developing a nice routine that's somewhat predictable. So you don't have to think too much about it. What do you do? Do you drink tea? <laughs> you know that I don't. Um, <laughs> what do I do when I'm stressed? Yeah, I mean, I think I try to, I kind of do like try to run with it a little bit. Like I'll like let myself kind of make a bunch of lists that don't really mean anything. I'll let myself kind of like, it's not helpful for me if I'm stressed to disconnect because then like that hum just stays in the back of my totally. mind. Totally. Like, here are yeah. the things that you still have to come back to. And so sometimes the best way for me to deal with stress is just to meet, like, like kind of do what I can in that moment and feel like, okay, you know, if, if I'm stressed about like a certain situation at work, even if it's like a really big picture situation, like, oh, it's like, oh, okay, well, the company that I work for has 
an activist investor and that probably means they're gonna be layoffs. So I'm stressed about that. There's nothing I can do about it. No amount of emails written or whatever is gonna, but I can channel that like anxious feeling into maybe getting a little bit more work done on a project or something that just like makes me feel a little bit productive and get that out there and be like, Mm -hmm. okay, I've done what I can versus trying to talk myself off the ledge. I think the other thing is trying to keep into perspective, like what are the things, you know, whether it's working out or whether it's, I don't know, going for a run. Like I know Joy, like this is kind of what you're just talking about, but also you've told me in the past, like if you have a job interview or something and you're really anxious, you can try to tell yourself like, oh, I'm so excited. And this to me is like a little bit of the same thing. Like instead of being having like a big, like just big picture macro stress, sometimes I'll try to shift that into like, wow, I care a lot about this. Mm-hmm. Instead mm-hmm. of like, wow, I'm really stressed about this. I'll try to tell myself like, wow, this is important to me. Right. And then it makes it not feel so difficult that I can't get it off my mind. Like if it's just stressed, you're like, oh, I shouldn't be stressed about this. But if you reframe it as like, oh, I care a lot about this then it's like, oh, then of course that I'm like worried about it. Of course I'm like up at late at night thinking about it. And then it also helps frame of like, okay, if I care so much about the outcome of this, like what is it that I can do to help try to, you know, make myself feel a little bit better? At work, when I was at Kaiser, I would, I was so, so stressed out. And so one of the mantras I would always tell myself, because over time I was like, I'm so sick of making, of stressing out about A, B, and C, is I would ask myself, am I going to be worried about this in five years? Like, why am I giving this so much energy? And some things we truly will worry about, that's fine. But if we kind of give a little bit of perspective, sometimes we need that. I'm like, am I really going to be worried about this in five years? Like little things that may come up up at work even now. I really try to let it go by the end of the day because I'm like, in five years, this is not worth my time. Someone asked a question about dogs. Is it possible to train excessive licking out of a dog? I mean, sure, kind of depends on the age and a lot of different factors. But the short answer is if they're like still licking now, just don't give them opportunities to lick. So like JT loves, if you put a hand in front of him, he's going to lick your hand. And he would do it pretty often uh, with patients. What if and they're they, licking themselves? Oh, themselves? I don't know, but what, but like, that's what I, you know, I imagine yeah. they're like obsessively are licking like their arms or something or like their, well, I, I would ask a vet then because maybe they have an allergy, but if it's like licking other people, yeah, that's kind of a different question, but let's just pretend that maybe they're licking themselves. I would ask the vet because it may be like some type of deficiency, some type of allergy, but as far as like, if they were licking other people, you just try to, in the short, the short answer is like, try to reduce the opportunities for them to actually lick. Yeah. Melanie says mine licks himself when he's stressed. It's definitely like a stress thing. So maybe your vet has some recommendations, but feel free to DM us for further context if that answer did not help you. And you like the lick mat for your dogs, right? As a stress relief? Yeah, I love it. I still use it for Joe every night. Lick mats are magical. So you can get them too if your dog is stressed about getting bathed or groomed. There's lick mats that you can get and you can get them on Amazon. There's a bunch of different versions, but there's some that will that have suction cups on the back. You can stick it to the bathtub so when they're getting groomed or taking a bath they just lick peanut butter um, or whatever substance that your dog likes um for our dogs their peanut butter is like their kryptonite they absolutely love it you can get them to do most things with peanut butter i would say if you have like a lab or a dog that this is me speaking from experience the first or maybe every time you give your dog a lick mat, maybe don't let them have it unsupervised unless you're positive that they're not just going to eat the whole lick mat because that's what River did. We gave her the lick mat in her crate and she just ate the entire thing. Oh my God. 
Yeah, you want to you want to observe how they react. You may not you may not imagine that your dog would just eat the entire lick mat, but they might. <laughs> they, but they might. They might think that the entire thing is yeah. edible. Like this thing tastes like peanut butter. Yeah, exactly. So that's a great tool that we use when we're puppy raising to tire them out. It's also a soother. It's really the only thing JT will eat when he's stressed about thunder. So we pull out the lip, lick mat and get him to lick, and it's just a nice training tool. So, yeah, hot tips for dog training. We have one other dog question. Somebody said, what is the best way to train a puppy as a pet? I know you both have a lot of experience. This is from Kristen. Start young and sign up at Petco or any pet store nearby that's doing basic obedience training. Start there because you need to get a baseline for how to handle your dog, manage your dog, establish yourself as the handler, as the alpha in your household. And really, I would recommend more positive reward-based training. Most training programs are doing that now. If you have like a, if you see a training program that's more like, yeah, negative reinforcement or like punishment based, Mm -hmm. don't recommend that at all. It's not really good for the dog. We only do positive association training. So we do very little corrections or things that would be like, no, we don't really do that or talk to our dogs that way. So I would recommend that do whatever research that looking things up in in your area that you want to do. But I would say start with a basic obedience training because you need to give that dog foundations and socialize appropriately. Do not do too much too soon. You don't want to overwhelm the dog as a puppy, but really make sure that the dog is used to people coming up to them, petting them. They're used to being around other dogs with appropriate play. But those are the things that are really going to give you a good foundation. I say this every time that someone asks us for puppy training advice because you told this to me early on and it just like helped me lower my stress so much. When puppies are young, you're not going to mess it up by like doing it the wrong way. You're not going to mess something up because you're allowing a behavior a couple of times or, you know, that you guys are kind of still figuring it out together. Like puppies are going to be mouthy. That doesn't mean they're going to grow up and be a mouthy dog necessarily. Like until they get to, what did you say? Like it's the first several, several months like you really, there's very little training that you actually can even do. Like you're not going to miss a window no. in that first, those first couple months where you're just trying to figure it out. And I think I had, when, when my first dog was a rescue and she was crazy and had a, like a really crazy past, we had to work with a very serious trainer. We did, you know, we used an e-collar, like got her to where she needed to be eventually, but really had to like rehab her. And so then when we got a puppy for the first time, her training, the, my, pre- my first dog's training was so strict because that's the type of dog that she was. She was a border collie with like a, you know, horrible, horrible habits. So we had to be so strict with her. But when I got a puppy, I was like, oh my gosh, if I like am not consistent from day one, then there's no chance. And you're like, that's not really the case with puppies. Like you have time, don't overdo it. I, when you told me that, I was like, oh, okay, this is the state. Yeah, I think a lot of people, I can always tell new puppy raisers and I did this too. So I'm not like judging, but new puppy raisers when in our private Facebook groups, they'll, they'll always say things like, what do I do if my puppy's biting or what if they're excessive biting and, you know, they're getting overwhelmed with, you know, another dog being, or I'm like, cause they're babies, you know? So the biting is not going to go away until they're a little bit older. So these expectations, I think basic training also helps the owners. So they know what to worry about and not worry about as they're, as babies, you just want to set a good foundation of like having a calm space, crate training, toilet training, having them learn their name. So those are the things that I would really focus on, but just don't worry about it being perfect. Cause the first year is just kind of like dealing with a little baby. 
Susan in the chat says, for the love of God, let the She's puppy in. raising right now. Susan it's has hard. a puppy. Okay. Yeah, the biting is hard. I just, mm-hmm. yeah, I just saw a post with that on our, in Katie We had a lot of tears in our house from the kids when River was like, when was that young and their little sharp teeth and River tore a lot of like, she tore my jacket sleeve, like with her little shirt, you know, it's hard. Brooklyn wants to know workout programs for busy moms. I'm a longtime CrossFitter moving to a location with no box. If you are looking for CrossFit style workouts at home, I do really love street parking. I recommend them a lot. If you think that if you want to maintain that kind of like Metcon style kind of intensity and they have a good community, their Facebook group is a little cray cray, but they have their app is really easy to use. They have a good Instagram, like a members only Instagram. That's fun to use. Um, so I would definitely give them a try and they have a lot of different options if you have depending on the level of equipment that you have if you're looking for something that you're maybe going to do more like at a globo gym then i do like i like the hungry fitness programming um it's really affordable and there's a lot of different like timed options that you can do there are a lot of ways to modify it for the amount of time that you have and i also did the um her handle is doc list fitness l-y-s a doc like doctor list l-y-s-s yeah that's her website doc list fitness.com. She has a training program called the LIS method. So I think her name is like Alyssa. So LIS, short for Alyssa. And she is a PhD in some kind of exercise science, like really focused on women's exercise science. Her program was kind of more like bodybuilding based, but she has a couple different programs and I really liked hers as well. So those would be my top recommendations. I think we have time for one more question. Can we ask, I really want to put a plug in really quick. Someone said, have you watched Naked Attraction? Weirdest dating show ever? No, but a selling sunset just came out with a new season and i love it i just binged it this weekend it's so great i feel like they do that on purpose on daylight savings time weekend so that people are like me who are up way too early because i'm like the day is starting it's an hour ahead i was just watching it at like 5 a.m so yay selling sunset that's hilarious it was i was in arizona for daylight savings and they don't do it they don't do it there yeah and so I, I missed the whole situation. And then I've been traveling, yeah. so it doesn't matter. But yeah. Someone asked, did Scott ever start a podcast after last year? Because I think he was mentioning he was going to start one. And he did not, of course. But no. um, we would love to hear more suggestions or whatever you guys want to hear for from Scott him content. for his yes. gift for his gift guide for the holidays. Because, I mean, it's that time of year. I know he's looking. I know yes. he's looking. He always has a list of the good Black Friday deals. He even just said the other day, he's like, you know, Dyson this time of year. Is, is, you know, because we have to like upgrade our vacuum every year. Mm. We don't. But like he always is like, you know, we can get a new model. Well, you know, he is, old model too. yeah, I know. I was going to say like, here, you might have another one coming. <laughs> a cordless up, a cordless little handheld. <sighs> All right. I think that's it for this week, guys. Don't forget to check out Acton Acre, actonacre.com, discount code JOY20. I know we had a whole long spiel about it this week, but we do really love it. And try out the stem cell shampoo if you're looking for something to try first. You can find us on Instagram at joyandclaire underscore. You can go to our website, joyandclaire.com. You can email us. This is joyandclaire at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much for being here. We're so happy. Happy November. Thank you, chat friends. Thank you, chat friends. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye.